Well, should we do a little different one? Instead of saying welcome to the clam bake, should we say act like a clam? Yeah. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Because we're a mashup time. episode. We're a mashup episode. Yeah. Okay. One, one two, two, three. three. Act, act like, like a clam! clam! Welcome to the clam bake. It's a fresh take on a question all this time. And I'm Angela Gallner, and we want to be better feminists, damn it. Damn it. Each week we interview different guests about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism. And being a human is tough, and being a feminist is complicated. complicated. But our best resource is each other. So let's get talking. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Clambake Clams. Uh, today is a mashup episode with it the is. incredible women of the Act Like a Girl podcast. We have Tracy Walker. Hi. And Susie Dunn. What's up? Woo-hoo. What's up? Um, and we like to start with just like a little clam check-in. Yeah. See how your clams did. How, you, how is your clam, Ange? My clam is... Also hung over a little bit. <laughs> I did this. Um, I work for my friend. My friend has this wine company called Pour This. And she did her first big event yesterday where she tasted like four different wines. And it was really fun. And there was food and music. Um, and uh, I was working the event. But she also let me partake in the event. Yes. So <laughs> I was drinking wine all day yesterday. And I am feeling it today. That is the best day at work, though. Yeah, yeah. it was the best day of work day ever. at work. It's yeah. great. Lindsay, uh, yeah. how's your clam? My clam is hanging in there. Had mm. slightly rough weekends. The week didn't start how I wanted it to. Yeah. But, you know, hanging in there. I just feel like Mercury's not even in retrograde. So what the hell's going on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Trump's in office, so yeah. basically yeah, it's Did scary. you guys know that he went golfing somewhere else on Mother's Day and, like, wasn't with his wife and his child on Mother's That's Day? That's because, did you guys not hear yet? It's because they signed divorce papers before he took office. No, really? What? Seriously? It's probably going to come out, hopefully. Well, like, why did she are... go with him to sign? Because he won. Because he won, so then he, she had to stay with him. Oh. Apparently, they've already, they already have signed divorce papers. I hope it comes out. I mean, let's just, come on, America. Oh, we should have known when she didn't go to the White House. Yeah. This is a, I didn't know no she had shit. the balls. Really? Yeah. I, did he do it? Release the PP tape. Release it. Whoever's got it, release, release it. The PP tape. <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole new, this brings a whole new story to hashtag free Melania. Yes. It does. A whole new story. She yeah. does not want to hold that hand. No. no. Hell she no. She wants to swat that shit away. She yes. like, being Miss Trump was one thing, but being in the White House and you having me read Michelle Obama's Speech. I yeah. did not sign up for this. It's another one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want any part of it. I don't Poor know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to turn this, I'm going to turn my attitude around because, you know, we only live once. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. So my clam is great because it's alive. Yes. How are your clams, ladies? My clam is determined. I'm determined yes. to get ready for the summer, you know? Yeah. Usually yes. I just work straight through it. I'm like, I'm going to enjoy. I want to get in the bathing suit. You are glowing today. Thank you. You are glowing, I noticed. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You must be I'm so excited. <laughs> I was going to be around other women, other feminists. I get so excited. Aww. Isn't that the best? Yes, because the I can be me. Week. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just have to short, shorten your words, hide your personality, yeah. and fit in. And it's like, yay, I can be me. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Hell could yeah. Be me. It's just so hard, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's just hard to just say certain words, too. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah. I mean, come on now. Cause just, just Are you got- talking about, like, your job or your... I mean, just, like, in society, period. It's so many... Um, I don't know if you just, like, even on social media, if you just speak up for women, they're like, I guess sometimes it's in the black community, too. Guys get so mad. They're like, shoot. Yeah, they just come so hard on you. It's like for anything. It's like, oh, you the feminism feminism is the thing that's destroying black families or whatever. It's like, you can't say anything. Everything leads back to... Yeah, I'm like really, really, really? exactly. That's the thing that's destroying. Black oh, that's families. what it is. That's okay, so you had no part in. Oh, oh, okay, it's right. Feminism. Okay, <laughs> wow. And even them themselves, you have no part in it. Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> just baby to daddy. be clear. All right, baby daddy. It's the women's <laughs> fault always. Let's just be yeah. clear. <laughs> Anything I say sometimes, like your fault. You know, it's like okay. I could be around my team. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. My tribe. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Awesome. I'm glad you're here. Um, my clam is. I, I'm I'm leaving to go out of the country for two weeks. <gasps> That's right. That's on exciting. Wednesday. Where are you yeah. going? Australia and Japan. Oh, fun. And I'm going alone. I mean, I'm visiting my stepsister in Australia, but I'm going alone. And it's like my first international trip alone. So I am so fucking excited and so fucking nervous and so like listing in my head. Did I get this? Do I need to get that? You know, so that's where I'm at right now. So I'm like, like I oh, almost forgot funny. about this for a second. I'm just <laughs> like, it happens. That's so exciting, though. That'll be so fun. I can't fucking wait. I you highly look- enjoy solo traveling. I'd like to do more of oh, it. I, yeah. It's very fun. I'm going to love it. Because no, nobody's in charge but you. Yeah. You're the boss. Are you thinking decision. of, like, mechanisms to help keep you safe? That's where I go. Mama Angela's like, well, yeah, Susie, so, <laughs> so this guy. Bring your pepper spray. <laughs> Actually, don't. You'll get, you won't get through TSA. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Just buy some when you get there. <laughs> so my Lyft driver was like, uh, somehow we got on the subject of me going to Australia. And he was like, yeah, it's definitely a bucket list trip for me. But, like, I want to go when I'm old because there's so many ways to die there. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gee. Thank you, sir. Oh, TMI, too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, yeah. So we have, we have some questions for you, ladies. About yes. Yeah. This week we're just gonna like we're just gonna talk about not just it's not a just but we are going to talk about feminism. Yeah. Just yeah, straight yeah. up. Straight up. Yeah. Feminism. We um, never talk about that. Ever. Never <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> um, but we thought it would be a really good opportunity to talk with you, ladies, who are also doing a feminist podcast just to talk about the the big f of feminism and all of its like the scary reactions like you were just talking about tracy and um the way it sort of affected how the four of us as women in this industry have like tried to navigate our careers and our social relationships and all of that but and how it's evolving yeah how it's having a new resurgence as well which is exciting mm, right. i think mm-hmm. too yeah yeah. Too. yeah but in the interest of not putting words in anybody's mouths I want to first ask the both of you, are you a feminist? Do you consider yourself a feminist and why or why not? Um, why? Well, I think kind of, I mean, for me, you're a dick if you're not a feminist. Mm. Um, and I think that because the def- the literal definition, as we all know, I'm sure, is that you believe that all of the sex. And I and this is the thing too for me because I feel like a lot of people when they describe this definition they say men and women. No, all humans are should be equal socially, politically and economically. Uh so if you don't believe that then you're a dick. Um and so I just think that's pretty much it for me of why I'm a feminist like cuz I'm not a dick. That's why, you know. Yeah. 
but I don't know. I like it. Mm, I do because I think I was a feminist before I even like knew what it was. Like mm-hmm. growing up, I like. Um, like, I used to have to fight boys because of my mouth. Like, they're like, you got too much mouth, so. And then, boy, <laughs> they were like, punch. I just saw punches coming. I was like, oh, okay. So, I, <laughs> And then boyfriends, too. Your mouth, like, punch. And I never oh. knew what they meant, you know? It's just me being me and growing up, so. Isn't that so funny? Yeah. And I just start realizing the cards are stacked against us because we can't be fully human, you know? And it's like, even in just school growing up, it was just the, it was the same thing. It's like, you can't, like. You know, they call us a whore if you date. And mm-hmm. I remember when this girl, I guess she was with a boyfriend, and they had he had taken naked pictures and put them in high school in the boys' bathroom. Uh. And I just remember the shame. I was like, oh, my God. You know, and it was like, but if a boy would have done that, it would have totally been different. So it was just sure. different Well, parts. it's also like the shame that was being expelled was probably being expelled towards her. Yes, like exactly. Like Nobody that. looked Nobody's at the guy. At the guy it was totally the, the sexual assault yeah. that is yeah. exposing yes. those images. Yeah. Yeah. It just yeah. took away her value. And this was yeah. a pretty girl. She was smart and everything. And I was like, I saw that and it just, it's just... That's yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, exactly. It just it's broke so my heart. And then um, just growing up and seeing my sister and like um, um, abusive relationships and just seeing, the, it, it just taught me that um and then growing up too and even in Atlanta it was very misogynistic because it was like you don't have a man everything I said I could say anything I'm like um my, my tires flat you ain't got no man you ain't got I heard that every day mm. I gotta slow it down so y'all can hear what I'm saying you ain't got no man and I, was, <laughs> and I was like what is you ain't got a man you ain't got a man I used to hear that all the day I'm like what does that even mean and yeah. I, it just forced me to even just get no, with somebody I just ain't so got no man yeah, exactly I'm like do you see one it's like, uh-huh. next question, please. <laughs> like, that was my value, you know? Right. And I just yeah. constantly fought against that. And until I just came, kept, I got into comedy, and then I realized, oh, okay, I understand. I have to speak out for women because that's my passion, you know, mm-hmm. against women that's been ab- ab- abandoned, abused, addicted, because I've been through all those things to overcome. And I'm like, yeah. babe, I've been through it enough for us. No, you don't have to. So I'm just <laughs> A mouthpiece, you know. I took my licks for it, so I'm like in. I'm in yeah. for the long game. So I love yeah. it. I love that fighting spirit. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. that's what it is. I yeah. got a fighting spirit. I'm just a fighter. You, like, of course, you're a fighting. Like you're a black woman from the south. Oh, like my God, have, I had to fight my way. Not claw. Yeah, and fight. your family had to fight their way. Like you're. That's your history, you know. Yeah. Like it's just, and then and then you're told that. You're angry, yeah, <laughs> or you know, or like you're yeah. told that that's like less valuable, yeah. and it's just, and, and then, even so then you're fighting again, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> so how did how did the two of you? So you two have had the Act Like a Girl podcast for a little over half a year, like eight, nine months now, I think. Yeah, I think we're at nine months. Nine yeah. months, I think cool. so. Maybe even more. We we recorded the first. Well, we first recorded in July, I want to say, but I don't think that anything came out until September, maybe? I can't remember. Yeah, because we did record before Yeah, in your old apartment. Oh, wait. Well, it must have been August. Whatever. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. So, like, eight months, probably, we've had this podcast. So, Lindsay awesome. and I were our writers and creators, then we worked together, um, and we started Clambake after Trump got elected because we were spiraling out of control and felt like we needed a way to like process make it mm-hmm. pro- productive mm-hmm. and yeah. to like have time to like actually talk with women and men who we really respect and kind of learn how to be better feminists and humans so i'm wondering like what instigated the the 
coagulation of your creative yeah. brain. Yeah, act like a well, girl. So, yeah, so, there we go. That's a much <laughs> more clear way of saying it. <laughs> well, so act like a girl was created actually three years ago now, and um, I was kind of just like really sad. Like I had moved across the country from New York with my boyfriend of five years and I ended things with him like six months later of getting here and then my grandfather died who I was really close with and then my parents got divorced like and this all happened within four months of me moving to LA so it was just like a lot of processing that was happening for me at that time and then Christmas rolled around and it was the first Christmas where my parents were divorced and my mom came out to visit and she and I cooked a couple of my friends like this big Christmas dinner and we all just ended up getting wine drunk and then we were talking about like I was telling them all about the Bechdel test and like I had just sort of become obsessed with the Bechdel test at this point Mm -hmm. and like was like trolling the website all the time and thinking about it all the time and um and then I just like drunkenly was like, why the fuck don't we just reshoot every movie in Hollywood with like with diversity and with women and with, you know, like, why the fuck do we have to keep doing this same thing over and again? Like, you don't need to change the script. You just need to change the names and change the casting. And like, you can still tell the same stories, you know, it just should look different. And uh Every, and then everyone was like, well, why don't you do that? And then I was just like, oh, my God, why don't I do that? So then I came up with the concept for the web series, which I definitely, like, want to get back to at some point. But it's just so fucking expensive to have yeah. a web series. And yeah. also we made – so we made Pineapple Express. We reshot it with me and another woman in the roles. And the thing is, it's like, it was great and I love it. And, like, I'm so happy that we did that. But I realized when we were editing it that, like, if I'm going to do this project, I really want – the reshoot to be exact and I like so it's gonna take money because I want to like have the set look the same like I really want to try my best to like really create like actually recreate shot for shot these things so you know we made the web series I started to do the blog I came up with like feminist crush Friday so I was just like writing about different women and what they were up to and then I came up with support your sister Saturday where I like shout out different things that are women forward like a web series or a podcast or whatever, you know. Um, and then I just like really started going to women's events. And then I, I have this friend, Candice, in New York who I did an internship with years ago. And she's a huge uh, politi- political activist. Um, and she was huge into the Bernie campaign. And of course, into the Hillary campaign as well once that switched. But at the time, she was super into the Bernie campaign and was – like met him and was doing all this stuff for it so I interviewed her for the blog for like I just we emailed her interviewed you know and then I realized like okay obviously I need to have a woman talk about Hillary on the site so I found uh Julie Simmets and uh she hosts Bad News which is a uh, web series and live show that's political and they interview different people like comedians about politics and so I interviewed her about Hillary because she was a huge Hillary supporter. And then Tracy and Julie are friends through stand-up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Tracy I read, read it. her article and I saw her work and I was like, who is this chick? I love her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I emailed her and she was like, come meet me. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And so then, we grabbed coffee. Yeah. And then we just had like the best conversation. And I was like, really? She was like, I think you're, you're what um, Act Like a Girl podcast needs. Yeah, and well, I was like, so me? 
Well, I had mm-hmm. I the other thing about the podcast too is that I had tr- I had come up well I come up with the idea for the web series and then one of my friends, she works for Peter Greenberg and she produces his podcast for him. So she was like, I think that there's a podcast here and I have the equipment and I'd love to produce it for you if you'll be the talent. And then you can, you know, we can like book it together and stuff. And I was like, great, that sounds Mm -hmm. awesome. So then we did that for one round, but then she ended up getting a huge promotion and she just like couldn't do it anymore. And so then I was like, oh, fuck, well, I got to figure out how to do this myself. Yeah, Yeah. which it's always that way, right? Like you think that it's like a, you think that it's a negative, but then it turns out that it's like definitely better this way. And I'm um, a control freak and OCD. And so like I get to be in charge now. Yeah. And I, yeah. So I bought the equipment and I didn't want to be like just one white girl always talking about stuff so I thought that it would be good to have a not white person with me (laughs) (laughs) and uh Tracy and I are just so different country girl (laughs) so demographically different but but the cool thing is and we like both have different perspectives but like we generally agree on things yeah but it's cool to like hear how we get to that right exactly Yeah. So, so it came out of a, a desire to a frustration with the representation you were seeing on the screen as a as an yeah. actress, yeah. and became this sort of big multi hyphenate, yeah. Well, and also to bring women to the forefront of their own, yeah, stories. and just like and also like women are doing this mm-hmm. shit. Like women are out there doing it. Like you just need to find them and you can hire them. And yeah. so that was another thing is like I wanted to like showcase the women who are out there doing shit and you know and now like I'm the person you text when you need someone to do a job in the industry it's great like, I and I connect so many people because I just know so many women well, now yes yeah. a lot of people yeah. it's industry. amazing um and with me it was I was trying to do web series what where I wanted to be like uh talk about current events like I like I do like celebrity and mm-hmm. you know all that so I was doing my own web series and it's like you said, it's time consuming and it's a lot I had, I had studio time but then it was hard getting edited and then I did my own small one with another lady sister talk I just realized people are a lot of women aren't as strong as we are so I don't take it for granted. They, they're scared to give their opinions, you know, and that's what I come against a lot of my life. It's like I'm alone a lot with my own opinion because it, it, it made me feel like I always go overboard. But when I was when I met Susie, it was like, what? You know, and she just she she just inspires me to, to live my full potential. Mm-hmm. As I will give far you as my, my opinion. opinion, you know, and that matters, too, because mm-hmm. a lot of people yeah. I mean, it's, it's just where I come from in the South. And I just, you know, they, they kind of agree a lot with the men. You know, right. stuff. It's like, mm. like you hear it. Had a bear crazy. That's why she can't keep no man. I'm like, well, oh, 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 excuse me. You know what I mean? Let yeah. me take that back. How you know she can't keep no, she always got, she got a man right now. Yeah. She always got a man. What do you mean she can't, you know what I mean? How you know she crazy? Because mm-hmm. you heard a man say that, you know? Right, right. So right. then you're going to take that on because you're going to side with the man because you're weak, you know? And it's so, again just like defining a woman and defining a woman's by mental me. health. Yes, exactly. That's so yeah. sad. It is sad. And that's why I wanted to talk, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and another thing I will say, too, that totally inspired Act Like a Girl was the Gina da- Davis Foundation. I don't know if you guys know oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's such a fucking great website. It's amazing resources. And I just, like, sat down and started reading all of that shit. And I was just like, motherfucker. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I want to make this change. Angry. Yeah. Real yeah. fast. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, so awesome. So we have two podcasts born out of sadness. Because <laughs> I'm feeling, ours was maybe like a sad uh, weeping, and yours seemed to be like a, a slow simmering of rage. Yes. <laughs> it was. Yes. There was so many, like, yeah. There was definitely so you many. You guys were like Adele, and ours was like Beyonce. Do you gals remember when you first put a label on your feminism, and you were like, that is what I am. I am a feminist. Like, how you came to feminism? I do, do you? I think, like, Shortly before I met you, late I was late in the, I was late waking up to it, you know, because I was so used to fighting the same fight, and I didn't really know what it was. And people scared me away with like feminism. They, you know, they make it seem like it's just a lot of lesbians. It's, you know, like okay, so you don't <laughs> want no man open the door for you no more. Okay, so don't ask for you know, just yeah. coming from where. Did I you came even from. hear the word feminist growing up? Not a lot. Yeah. So you know, that's that's my late waking up to it. Totally. And then when I got out here and I started hearing more, met more people that were more worldly, and I started saying, I. I identify with that that's what I am so when I met Susie I was just already on board and just like in love but just it does have crazy stereotypes associated it's insane maybe even more so now Tracy I'm wondering like have any of your friends and family that are still in the south or even not still in the south how do they respond when they hear feminist they don't they don't even know what it you know like my sisters that are I'm the baby Mm -hmm. and they don't even identify with it they don't they just don't see it as something that they're involved with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, do you feel backlash so, against it? Like, do um, they like write it off or roll their eyes or? I, don't, I think they just think it's like something that they, it's, it's an option out there for women, but mm-hmm. it's something that's not they don't need. Well, I think in their life, I think know? in the black women community, it's very common to feel disenfranchised by the word feminism, and mm-hmm. I, it makes sense so yeah. much sense to me because it has been definitely whitewashed and. Uh, well, a lot of it's the been, women, the feminist movement has been so racist. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been so yeah. racist since the dawn of yeah. time. Like yeah. when you when you look at like when we were um, like the ER or yeah ERA Equal Rights for Women um, Act and uh, or Equal Rights Act. Sorry, but anyway, um, when you look at that and you like look at someone like Alice Paul, who she literally believed that white women should only be able to vote and that no women of color should be able to vote. So, like, mm-hmm. that group of women was fighting for just white women's yeah. rights to vote. And even when you look at the photos of the marches, all women of color are at the back end of the march and they're all together and it's all white we pe- people or white women at the front of the march. So, I mean, I, it, to me it makes sense that brown and black women would feel disenfranchised from the word feminism. But to me, if you're a white woman, you better fucking be a feminist because you have no excuse. Because this yeah. this is for you, and this has been for you from the beginning. I feel like yeah. we don't have the Trump voters listening to this podcast, but Trump ladies, like what? I just I still can't wrap my brain. I can't wrap my brain. But I think it's this thing. I think it's this thing, like Tracy, like what you said about them feeling like I don't need it. It's right? Not, it's not something right. like, it like is. even though there is the systemic disenfranchisement, but I think a lot of women uh, and, and women that I've talked to that voted for Trump feel like. To say, like, you need feminism makes them feel patronized and makes them feel mm. like they have less right. power than they actually feel right. that they do. Mm-hmm. Because even mm-hmm. with white women, I know a, a white female comic that's of age to know better, and she's Jewish, and she was, like, kind of embarrassed by the Women's March. She was like, oh, what about, they all down into pussy, pussy everywhere. Just And, and then the when they spoke, it's just, just too loud, just too, you know, I'm like, what mm-hmm. do you want us to do, cave in and just be like they told us to be? It's like, she was, like, so embarrassed. Funny, I don't think we're doing enough. You know, and I was yeah. like, that's how I'm used to black women feeling feeling a lot you know especially in south and it's 
I guess Trump vote. I don't think she voted for Trump, but it's women out there that feel like they don't need it. Right. And I'm like, I don't understand how you don't feel like you don't you don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. You need to wake up. It's such an interesting predicament because like I feel a lot of inner resistance and in especially like the women in my family who voted for Trump. I don't want to be like, no, let me tell you how you're oppressed. Mm-hmm. That's a, that yeah. seems absurd. Like I I'm not going to speak for someone else's experience, right. even though, like, I can look at numbers and right. national trends and say, like, well, maybe you don't feel oppressed because of the amount of money your husband makes. Right. Or maybe you don't feel oppressed because oh, you settle. Yeah. 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 And you settle for a certain amount of power that you think you have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, or, yeah, or you don't even, like, you don't know what you could have. Right. You know, you don't mm-hmm. know what you can't miss what you don't have, what yeah. you don't, what you sure. didn't ever have. Right. Because yeah. society told you not to be alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's a lot too. Well, I'm not gonna be alone. I'm not gonna lose my husband and my life for this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. You know? Totally. When you get married real young too, I think you have a different perspective. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because your life, especially if you have kids, then really becomes about other people. Yeah. For mm-hmm. a long time, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just it's it's all brainwashing, honestly. Exactly. That's and like that's. Because we, that's what we've seen, that's what we see, that's mm-hmm. what we've seen in movies, that's what we've water, watched our grandmas do, that's what we watched our moms do, you know? Yeah. I and like, mean, I just think it's like we're just a part of the the cycle. Hey, and I like you said the resurgence. Like, okay, I happened to just be looking at um, Instagram yesterday. So um, Amber Rose was on there, and she had like her booty shorts on. You know, that's her. That's her I thing. love that's her. her. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, like a real booty shit look. I just put that, and she liked it. And um, I was like showing my roommate. My roommate was like, uh, Amber, Amber Rose. I mean, why? What's a slut? I mean, why would you come? I'm like, what are you? Ta-? I'm like, that's that's the whole point. She's yeah. like, she a slut march. What's she going? I'm like, you don't get it. That's I wouldn't let nobody cheek. call me a slut. It, that's what she's doing. Yeah. She's like going against the slut shaming. She's putting the, Take back the that same, word. It's, it's like yeah, it's, what do you? It's the same thing of like how black people can say the word that no white people are ever allowed to say. You know, yeah. it's like you're supposed to. That's that's your word. Take that back. Like, yeah, exactly, that. exactly. Like, slut is now mine. You like don't get like to women have now it. taking cunt back. It's like yeah. let's yeah. take it. Back. I mean, I, I mean, love that. I, word. I can't believe she's like. I won't let nobody come. I mean, I won't want my daughter cuss. I'm like, what is what's wrong? I don't want. Like you said, what do I say to to her? Well, I'm trying to tell her too. It's like. You people are gonna call you a slut no matter anyway, what. Anyway, people will call your. And what do you think that came from? It and came from men yeah, trying yeah. to take away our power to be who we want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love her for that. I love her. Like you can't not gonna. She had her life the way she had her life. She dealt with it the best way she could, and she made something out of nothing. So mm-hmm. I respect it. And her I emailed her to really be good. on our. Um, podcast you i don't did? know i don't oh know my god, that's I don't, amazing i don't know if she's yeah. oh my god i should I say email please her. come talk about i should email shaming. her from the act like a girl email yeah i feel like that yeah. gives more power yeah yeah and dm her too yeah yeah and, yeah. and take a picture of that i'm ben rose DM come talk of to the all like. of us yeah amber rose i read <laughs> yeah her, i read her book did you guys read her book yeah. i haven't yet i, I should book. yeah yeah she was on the um uh uh fuck what's that podcast called the anti-slut shaming podcast oh yeah i know what you're talking about i know what Damn is it! Called? It's a great podcast. Fuck uh, about what we did last night. Oh shit! Oh, guys, oh, I fucked. Guys was I she fucked? on that one? Guys, no. we fucked. Guys yeah. Fucked. Yes, guys, we fucked. The anti yeah. show. Yes, thank you. She was on. Guys, we fucked, and it was a really good episode. You guys should listen to it. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I remember the day that I became a feminist because I went to the hundredth anniversary march of women of the ERA of women marching to get their their right to vote. So I went to that in DC when I was like 12 or 13. And I mean, I think I was a feminist before that day, 
But we were so we were going to DC, and my mom was like, "Oh, you know, you're one of my friends, and her mom are going to DC for this march. You and me and Bree should go and be like go to the march too while we're there." And we talked about like why people were marching and like what the what people were talking like what the point of it was basically, and part of it was uh, abortion rights. Mm -hmm. And my mom just you know, kind of explained to me. And the thing is, my mom always, whenever she explains stuff to me, like the, when we had our sex talk, I actually left the conversation terrified of sex because she explained it to me so like scientifically anatomically. and anatomically yeah. and like, You're like told me that like a dick was going in my vagina and you know, I was like 12 and I didn't even know that that existed. <laughs> and I'm like, how is a dick going to go in there? Anyway, uh, <laughs> terrified. Um, <laughs> well, at least she told you something. My mom didn't say anything. No, she told me the truth and I always respect that. Like, I think that that's like, I think that the way she, the sex conversation that we had was the kind of sex conversation you should have. Yeah. I just like, I all, didn't, it would have been helpful if she let me know that like, it, your vagina will grow and like your vagina can not now but eventually like, it yeah. can, it will be softer than like your adult you know? vagina yeah yeah exactly oh it won't God. be this tight always <laughs> <laughs> anyway so so we like discussed the abortion and like what abortion was and I just it was just so black and white in my brain as a kid like I just was like if a woman is pregnant and doesn't want to be she shouldn't have to be and like that was it and I just I just knew that and I it was so fucking powerful being there like I watched Gloria Steinem speak and that was life-changing Oprah Winfrey spoke that was life I think Oprah Winfrey was there right yeah Rosie O'Donnell was there anyway and uh, there was just, like, angry men yelling at us the whole time oh, wow. and, like, anti-protesting the protest, you know. And it, that was just, like, a really empowering day. And from then on, I think I've been a fucking empowered, angry feminist. That's awesome. At 12. At 12. I had a shirt that said, I heart pro-choice boys. That's wow. amazing. And That's I at what, at what still age? have it. At, at 12? 12. Yeah. That's Ugh. dope. And I still Your mom it. sounds amazing, by the yeah. way. She is. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Love you, Mom. <laughs> I wish I had been that evolved that young. I came into Me mine too. in oh, college dude. later because I grew up Catholic, like very Catholic, like very anti-abortion, even though I didn't I didn't understand what that meant, but right, that's like right. what I had heard. Well, you just thought babies were being killed. Probably. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's where your brain like, That's yeah, where my brain is. You were just too, yeah. like yeah. imagining Run little infants yeah. being murdered, you know? And I couldn't like I couldn't really come into feminism until I really departed from Catholicism and was and and well, yeah. moved away from it. I just couldn't like, and I think it was I had a class in college, a uh, feminist theology class was kind of like where I came into it when I yeah. started to read when you about got educated it. when I got educated yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then and then I like went like. The most, like, I became like the most annoying. Like, all of the books I had were about gender, and at like Christmas, I would be like, "Well, that gift is very gendered." And my aunts and I would be like, "Oh my god, we're just trying to open presents." That's what, yeah, that's what I was going to say too. Though it's so funny that I am this like fierce and have been forever. This just like fierce, fucking liberal, angry person because my fam like my family is not like that's not. I mean, my mom, you know, my mom is like they're 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 very liberal, but they're they're all registered Republicans. Um, none of them voted for Trump, but still, you know. Uh, and I just, I don't know, man. I, like, am exactly who I am. I was mm -hmm. exactly who I am mm -hmm. at such a young age. It's That's so cool. crazy. And then my brother is, like, the exact opposite kind of. I mean, he's not a dick. He's a great human. But he's, like, very, 
conservative. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Well, I, I, I'm a trip because I was like raised in the South with those values in the church. So I was early on, I was like, if you lay down and have a baby, you should be able to take care of it until I had to have two abortions. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh, pro choice, pro choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I had to live it to get that part. You what know was what that I mean? like? What was that experience? You just threw, you just threw a tiny little. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, whoa, 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 no, whoa, whoa. I know. You I come just hard like that. Two abortions out. Don't talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, I was in college. I was with the same boyfriend, o- older guy, like you said. So mm-hmm. I got turned on to drugs, and it was it was like abuse in the relationship and everything. And um, he was like, the first one, he was scaring me, like, oh, if you have that baby, you know, that was the war on drugs, the crack. And he was like, if you get, if they see cocaine in that in your baby, they're gonna lock you up and all that. Yeah, he was trying to scare me. And I know I didn't want to have it anyway. I'm like, I don't want to be another black statistic. That was my whole thing. (laughs) And and so I didn't have it in the second one. I just didn't, I really didn't want, I wanted a life. I wanted to have, you know, be educated and this and that. And I just, I just didn't. And that's what really turned my life around. I'm like, we should have a choice. And nobody yeah. should try to make you have something. What, you going to take care of it? What? You know what I mean? What? Right, I mean, right. Yeah. And there are, Hell, I used to say, I didn't ask to be here. Me and my brother used to tell my mom all the time, we didn't ask to be here. So, you know, I should know before anybody how right. that feels, you know? Yeah, sh- no, seriously. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, cra- it's crazy that w- when we do come to stuff later in life, though, and we don't realize, like, like, I came to feminism definitely later in life, too. Also late bloomer. And, like, when I... Growing up, I went to amazing schools where our teachers and parents, like, anybody can be anything. Went to a performing arts high school. Which and then, is such bullshit. It, it is bullshit, <laughs> but it's it's weird that you don't realize it's bullshit until you are in some semblance of a way a, a grown-up. And then until I'm, you can't be I'm anything. I'm also from the South. Like, I went, I, I went to high school and college in Florida. I went to University of Florida. And... I remember, like, realizing, and, and, like, they don't teach you feminism in high school at all. No. In American In AP American history, why do we not talk about any feminist history? It's insanity to me. But, like, I remember that being the first time of people being, like, oh, telling you exactly what to do. Like, you have to cut your – I was in broadcast journalism school, and they were, like, if you want anybody to take you seriously, you have to cut your hair. Oh, If you want anybody God. to take you seriously, you have to speak in a certain cadence of voice. And I went to, like, a very liberal arts performing high school, and I remember being in college and just being, like, what the – what in the actual fuck? Like, what the fuck? Like, Ugh. yeah. And then that's when I started to be, like, wait a minute <laughs> – I gotta start standing up for some stuff. Like, how about like the story I wanna tell or like important journalism or objectivity? Like, what about, but you guys are like worried I gotta cut my hair. Like, if I wanna be, right? if Take I wanna, it. if you wanna be taken <laughs> seriously as a woman, yeah. you need if to, if I wanna deliver not, not, television not do news, very good research. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a woman. Yeah. They, they straight up, the, the male journalism professors straight up were like, if you wanna be on television news, you have to cut your hair. Oh. And they told it to all the women. And they were like, if you have to God. have your hair above shoulder length, if you want anybody to hire you, yeah. ladies, just pay attention. If you want a job when you leave broadcast Jesus journalism school, cut your hair. Christ. And we're like, what about like the quality of our tape or our stories? And they're like, haircut. Doesn't and matter if you look like a voice. slut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the lady oh, from the talk? Uh, she was in journalism, the Asian lady. And yeah. she said they, that's why she got her eyes, the eyelid thing, because they told oh. her she looked tired. And she said they said that she would get more jobs. Yeah. And she said that's why oh she got. She t- said it one day on the talk. That's why she got her eyelids. Yeah. Down. Wow. And I was in college in the new millennium, in the two thousands. But wow. you know, Ugh. you know, I yeah, all things never change. <laughs> I got really lucky too in high school because shout out to Carrie Hinana. I love you so much. Uh, I had a fucking bomb ass feminist teacher who was my. She was a history and like political 
and social economic teacher. And she had us do, we picked a subject for U.S. history for the whole year where we, like, we picked a certain thing and then we did it through U.S. history. Like, what happened to that certain thing throughout U.S. history? And I got to do women's rights or, like, you know, women's stuff, basically. Like, so women throughout American history. And I learned so much from that project. Mm, that's so cool. Yeah. That is really cool. So I, I think I just got lucky. That's yeah. why. I, that's why I'm, you know. That's awesome. I legitimately cannot remember a single class in high school or college talking about women's history, period. No, no one. This was, I remember this that was the picture. only class that yeah. I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I that, that. the ERA picture and them mm-hmm. marching and the ERA. That's all I remember. I don't know if they yeah. talked about it. It was a little slide clip in the history book. Yeah, but I do certainly remember don't talk up. about the racism. No. no, no, they don't talk. They talk yeah. about, like, you know, Martin Luther King and right. just slavery and that's it. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay. It's just like half a paragraph. Like <laughs> yeah. Half a page. Don't delve too deeply. Yeah. Harriet Tubman, Martin Luther King, slavery. Yeah. It's like, that's oh, all you need to know. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Don't delve too deeply American history is about how we built a country on slavery. Um, so now that you two <laughs> have been <laughs> now that you two have been doing this feminist podcast for like eight months now, what what have you learned from it? Like what what have you learned from your guests or about yourselves or or reflect for a moment? Doodle's amazing. Doodle is the oh, yeah. scheduling uh, website where you can go in and, uh, like, you can pick dates and times and everybody mm-hmm. can say what they can do. That's been really helpful for us. Uh, I think just I've definitely learned a lot about communication. It's really funny. Like, I'll, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I'll send out an email with all, like, because I know when you, when we came here, you guys sent us an email with a Word doc. So, like, I'll do similar-ish things depending on who's coming on. Uh and I think it's really funny that people will like people will ask me a question that's in the body of the email. So I've been kind of like working on how can I communicate better so that that doesn't happen as much and people can just like read my writing better. So I feel like that's improved for me. Like produ- the pr- producing side of my mm-hmm. life has got I feel like I've gotten better at that over the last eight months. Has your feminism um, changed at all? Yeah. How has your feminism evolved from doing your podcast? Oh. I mean, I think I've just gotten woker and woker and woker. I mean, I, I'm definitely, like, the person that you talk to about this at social events and stuff. So I don't know. I think – and I think this has only amplified that because mm-hmm. uh, so many people are like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you're here. I want to talk about this feminist thing to you, you know. Um, so I don't know. I think, yeah, I think that the most interesting thing for me and the thing that I've learned the most – that I didn't know before is comes from women of color mostly because I just because I think like that's a perspective that I don't personally have so just like getting to hear little anecdotes and stories from women of color's lives that I wouldn't even know was a fucking thing is that's been really interesting for me same here it's like um, me learning from white uh, white feminist um the correctness of feminism because you know you have your idea but we don't when you don't grow up in it you don't know you just have your perceived notion and it, I've been really really educated and I feel like we're we're empowering women too to have a, a place to come with they because a lot of yeah. people are uh, comics that we we um record and they they kind of don't you know they don't like deal with it in their daily lives or whatever mm-hmm. but when they come and they they have a place to talk about it and we ask them what is feminism to you they you can see this like oh 
let me think about this. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So mm. it's I also feel- cool because I feel like we give a space yes. for people to talk to tell stories that they never would get yes. to tell anywhere exactly. else. Yeah. Exactly. So like you get you can come and tell us that crazy misogynistic thing that happened to you that you feel like you made it up. It's real. Brain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like a, a thing that I learned, this actually wasn't on the podcast, but it was because of the podcast. I learned that it's actually really common for uh, lesbians to get roofied and then men rape them because they, like, want to make them straight. I had no Why? idea I had that, no that idea. was a thing. Never I heard that before. That. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Like, and in my break, because I was talking to my lesbi- one of my lesbian friends about it and about getting roofied. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, luckily for you, because we, her and I are, like, the only two people I know that haven't been raped that are women in my life or, oh, like, haven't been assaulted That's such in a some heartbreaking form. thing that you just said. Yeah, it's just true. She, like, she's one of my only friends that I know that besides myself that hasn't been assaulted or... I mean, we, of course we've been assaulted because, like, that man grabbed my boob. But you yeah. know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. a big assault. Um, and so we were talking about it and I was like, well, at least you don't have to worry about the whole roofing thing as much. And she was like... Because she goes to lesbian parties all the time. And she right. was like, are you fucking kidding me? You don't know that, like, men will go to lesbian events on purpose to roofie people and rape them? And I was like, what? No, I didn't know that. Like, so that's the kind of shit that, like, just this little, like, niche pocket shit that this podcast has... Oh, that's giving me that's crazy. Awful. And it also gives me a place where I feel like I belong. I finally feel like I have a place in the world, mm-hmm. you know, where I can speak out from mm-hmm. and, and have a f- foundation with and grow, you know? And it's, it's not um, restricted. Mm-hmm. By men, uh, white men, mm-hmm. you know, they can't restrict it anymore because I have more knowledge, mm-hmm. and and it's just only growing, you know. Oh, That's also, awesome. it's uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's also given me uh like kind of a quick, uh, easy way to assess people because people ask me what I do, you know, and I tell them this and then I kind of know yeah yeah like a lot of men will like when they're hitting on me you know and they ask me what I'm doing they'll be like oh well do you ever have men on there and whenever they say that to me I'm just like we're never going on a date like yeah I have this listed on my date I have my podcast listed on my dating profile uh uh uh-huh it's very interesting responses yeah Yeah, I'm sure very interesting (laughs) or like I'll be wearing my like feminist I have a little candy heart feminist pin and people will just, it's like the craziest shit. Like men will just be like, feminist, huh? I'm like, what? Why do you they're say always that? like on the attack. They're, yes. like on, they're like, oh, oh, what are you saying about me? I'm like, I'm saying absolutely are nothing you, about you're you. You're like literally yeah. throwing a, throwing a verbial pr- punch Just at the me word. Right when you yes. just say the word. Yeah, it's, it's like, why? This why is am about, I being attacked? This is, I think maybe it's because it's not about them that it's right. no, that's so, so impossible yeah. to yeah. swallow. No, that's so true. I like, mean, I, have, we've, we have had, we do have men on our podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and it's been interesting to me to realize how afraid people still are of feminism and like and the word how, feminist. Th- particularly the word, and men and women both. Like, I think we've even had a few women on here where they're like, I, well, I'm not a, yes. I'm not a scholar on it, so I can't really speak to it. And it's like, I get, I, it's, it's hard to not get sad and be like, I'm, I'm not a scholar. <laughs> I need me to read so I much. I go to college. So yeah. you don't think we deserve equality. Yeah. Basically. It's just right. simple. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fuck? Well, yeah. Yeah, we had we actually did have we had two hetero uh, men on, oh, yes. and then we had a, a gender nonconforming, gen, like non-binary person on, and uh, that was very interesting. And that. yeah, Dan um, said on the podcast that he felt like he wasn't allowed to say that he was a feminist because mm-hmm. he felt shitty about it because he's like a hetero cis white male, big white male, yeah. huge dude, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, and like he felt like he like didn't like 
didn't earn the badge. Yeah. Men, listening, totally. please call yourself please call feminist. Yourself feminist. Yes. Yeah. Please. Yeah. We please invite you. We ask you. Yes. I will. And then, you know, follow through on I it. I will. Yeah, yeah. But don't just let it be a lady. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to write a dissertation. No. I'm at the point now to men, so like here's your, and I feel like a lot of women are feel similarly to me. Like I'm not gonna suck your dick if you're not an open feminist. So <laughs> I love yeah, that. Just putting yeah. that out there. Just guys. throwing that out there. Yeah, <laughs> you must have <laughs> feminists tattooed above your penis <laughs> in order for me. In order be for Susie to yes. suck it. That's a turn on. <laughs> and I give good fucking heads. So. <laughs> it's worth it. So get to your nearest tattoo parlor. Speaking of men who maybe don't identify themselves as feminists, um, do you guys think that your feminism has a Involved under Trump's presidency. Oh, I'm just like angrier. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just looking at Melania. That's her, that's her name. Yeah, yeah. and just Melania, seeing Melania, Melania. Whatever, call her whatever. And just seeing, <laughs> you know, just seeing that old school like exposed, like the fact when she read Michelle Obama's and she was like forced to lie and say, "Yeah, I wrote it," and he wrote. I'm like, oh my god. I mean, it's just tearing apart the little character that she had. You know. <laughs> It's like, I mean, I think that's a part of the coming apart of their marriage. If it is yeah. because it's like, I mean, just leave her alone. She, she's your eye candy. She's doing, you said she's the traditional wife. Let her be that then. Yeah. But to put her out there like that and to use us as like tokens and just objects. And oh, yeah. They you know, totally used her as an object. It's just, um, it, I, yeah. it gave me more passion about it. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's what started the wink, Melania. <laughs> <You're winking. laughs> yeah. And I yeah. feel that with some women. It's like, are you okay? Okay, now every yeah. time it seems like, oh, are they fighting? Oh my god, you just you have that passion. Yeah, I think the thing that's been making me like not like nauseous. I actually have a really hard time watching like any of the footage from any like meeting or speech mm-hmm. where where it's like a big view of the the White House and there's a lot of people in that view because. It has dramatically shifted from being actually pretty diverse to being all white old, men. Mm-hmm. Old white men. Old women. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it literally makes me feel ill yeah. to see that. And that shit is intentional. That oh, is not a, yeah. so that is not a whoopsies. No, this no. looks bad for Republicans. This is Republicans saying, this is what, what we, we think, want this is what like. we want America to look like, yeah. this is what we value. Yeah, yeah. even the women, you know, this even Nancy Howard. Reagan, she had, people know she had a lot of control over Ronald Reagan, over his decisions. Look mm-hmm. at Betty Ford. She, yeah. she, um, discovered that, but she created the Betty Ford Clinton. Mm-hmm. These were women of power. Look at Michelle Obama, and then you get yeah. Melania, even if you don't agree like, with them, even yeah. If, you know, like even um during uh yeah. You said Reagan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know Roosevelt. I, we're used to women having power too and their own like um platform. Yeah, and then it's just you know when it got to this, she reversed it. It just took it back a well, thousand years. Ivanka to, like, took over as well. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. There you go. <laughs> well, I, I think also I have yeah. noticed exactly. Yeah, I have noticed definitely like. Uh, I feel like people, men are just, feel like they can grab my boob from across the bar more now yes. than they did before. Mm-hmm. And I, de- like, I definitely have noticed that. And, like, and I've also noticed, to, like, to be fair, too, I have had the reverse, too, where, like, I was at the bar that I work at. I was hanging out there one night, and this guy came up and just, like, grabbed my friend. And not in a sexual way, but he just, like, touched her body too much and, like, in a, and then it made her think that she knew him, but he was, like, going quickly to the bathroom. 
And so she was, we were really confused and he went to the bathroom and then he came back out and then he saw her face and then he was like, oh, you're a girl. Cause she's like very, she's a, she's a woman and she identifies as a woman, but she's very like gender neutral looking. And so I just ended up like telling him he had to leave because it was just the whole, in, like the whole interaction was so uncomfortable yeah. and like inappropriate. And he like made fun of her for being gender neutral basically looking mm-hmm. like basically saying like oh you look like a boy but you're a girl you know and so I made I made him leave because he was clearly too drunk too and I so I got security and had them take him out and then I apologized to his friend because his friends actually gave I guess half of them left with him and then half of them stayed because I'd already ordered drinks and they actually gave us the drinks of the friends that left and then I apologized to them I was like look I'm sorry I'm sure I was kind of overreacting but just like he grabbed my friend and then he like misgendered her and it's just that's not what she needs when she's out you know and then his friends were like no you know what it's Trump's America like this is fucked up he needed to leave. Like, he shouldn't be acting that way and, like, they are going to have a conversation with him about this and we'll talk to him about it tomorrow, too. So, you know, well, I mean... Cool. But, yeah, I love that yeah. guy, though. He identified with the change. You know yeah. what I mean? he was and just I like, like that. of course, Trump's know? America. This is influence from, you know, the office. Yeah, like, you know, we, that we can't have in the White stand House. for yeah, this the, shit anymore. Yeah. The, because it is a change. It is. And I always, it's, like, whenever I don't speak up or, like, kick someone out or whatever or get someone thrown out... I always regret it. And right. I'm always like, fuck, I should have. And then sometimes the situation even escalates more. Mm-hmm. Like he, something mm-hmm. else could have happened. You know, he, like he was drunk and oh, was absolutely. being badgering, you yeah. know? So it's yeah. just like, and so now I'm at the point with my, f- like this, <laughs> this presidency has only made me angrier. Like it's only made me more of a mama bear. So now I'm at the point where like, if you fuck around with any of my friends in front of me, I will do something about it. Like, I'm not going to just like, and so when men say misogynistic things to me now, I'm just like, no. Yeah. Actually. (laughs) And I just, there's no, there's no like, oh, well, okay. It's just a no no smile and be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not here for it at all. And I'm just not going to take it anymore. So that's what this has done for me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel more active than I ever have been. I call my reps. I read a lot of news. I try and stay up on things. I go God, marches. So much. But I feel uh, constant guilt for not doing enough. Yeah. That's like the flip side too. I'm like, I feel yeah. How to be a better feminist? Yeah. How can well, yeah, I be hard? Yeah. Because we, a lot of us, I think, are feeling like we should have done more before. Right. And right. like now, it's like, well, fuck. I mean, you know, I. I just feel like I we thought, think we have so much work to do too. Like it's so because we totally he's do. yeah, it's like okay, yeah. how do we turn this around more than just marching? Like what do we do in our everyday lives? Yeah. Well, I've been like, I can't wait for this Facebook status to come back around on this time last year. But there was one point during the election where like back before we even knew that he was the Republican candidate, like back in the primaries, I made this Facebook status that was just like, God, I'm like spending so much time at my in my therapist sessions right now talking about what's going to happen if president if Trump does become president and everyone commented on it and was like oh my god it's, it's not only the happen. primary <laughs> it's fine you're tripping and i and in my brain at that point i was like we should be protesting that he's even in the primaries yes, yes. he shouldn't even be allowed yes, to be in the primaries exactly, yeah. like well yeah. yeah anyway so i mean i think who I knew think, that's what it's like who would have thought you know, yeah. I think it's like anything, but I will say, I will say that for my money, what I think people should be doing more is volunteering more. 
Yeah. I like I'm all for protesting. I'm all for calling reps. I'm that is very important and very good. But I think like right now what we really need to be doing is helping humans out. Yeah, more I want to be doing more. That's this the repercussions of this presidency I think are going to be really extreme and I think that our society is going to have a really hard time for the next like 10 to 15 years. I think people are going to be like I'm I thought that I could maybe be financially stable soon, and now I don't think that I'm going to be financially stable for a really long time because of this situation, like the healthcare situation. And also, um, it's like he can tweet and crash the economy. Yeah, I mean, nobody has ever, nobody's done that. Yeah, he can tweet and crash an economy. He can crash a country with yeah. a tweet. Yeah, it is insanity. It's crazy. It's so like, I think what we need to be you? doing is helping, yeah. helping humans out right now. Yeah, as much as we that's can. What I, I think that's a really, and I think people are forgetting about that element of this of the resistance because that's a part of resisting yeah, I think so. well yeah. it's the part that doesn't feel going to the marches feels good and yeah, you feel like right. a superhero and you feel like a warrior you but can take pictures and you can, yeah you can put on your Instagram and look as hoity toity you know hashtag mm-hmm. feminism as you want but doing the nitty gritty of actually like getting involved in the community and making the phone calls where there's not instant gratification yeah. right you know you know volunteering in your community or or going to like a Black Lives Matter event or, or escorting a woman to get an abortion. Yeah. yeah. That's like not what you want to do with your Saturday. The stuff but that we might fun. have to do that stuff. Yeah, I would yeah. like yeah. to do that since I've yeah. been there cuz Yeah. 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 That can be done. And there are too. so many opportunities to help. There are so many people who need your help, who want your help, and it's so rewarding. I've been at the Downtown Women's Center now for, I don't know, like three or four months, and it's just the best fucking thing. Like, I meet these women's daughters. I meet their family. I get to know them. Like, And I also organize clothing and listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> listen to Clam Bake. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to uh, have balance. You got to have you balance. Do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. 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 Awesome. <laughs> I feel like I've been asking all the questions. Oh, I'll ask but I'll ask this one too. Uh, you guys, intersexual, inter, not sexual, intersexual. And intersexual. Yeah, actually, intersexual and intersectional feminism. Where are we fucking up? Where are we doing a good job? Oh my God. <laughs> I know this is like, we could talk about this for one whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, it really I could. I feel like, but. <laughs> I don't know, and I feel like it's a little unfair to like look at the one black woman in the room and be like, "Tell us, tell us, tell us know, white like, girls <laughs> about what we're doing wrong." So I need to like apologize in advance for yeah. That. No. Don't feel on the spot, but also if you want to lecture us, go ahead. <laughs> this right here will help me go out into my community and help others. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's the thing we need education, and we don't have it. You know, just like I was saying, my roommate just like stuck on the word slut, like. You know, I wouldn't want, I'm like, what do you, you don't have to wear that label. You know, it's, right. it's not, it doesn't have to be negative. What do you, that's, I was caught up on that when I was having abortion. I was like, I don't want to be another black statistic. Fuck a statistic. Who made the statistics? You know what I mean? You want to mm-hmm. have a baby, I don't you? What's the statistics got to do with it? And that's what I think it is. It's just uh, the shame. And um, the more education you have, the less shame you have. I mean, I think I definitely recently have started trying to say that I'm an intersectional feminist rather than I'm a feminist. So, like, if I ever find myself saying I'm a feminist, I try to put the word intersectional before it because I think that that's important and that's really what feminism is. Is like you can't have one without all the others, you know. You're yeah. never going to have equality right. until everyone's equal. And yeah. 
Yeah. Totally. I'm kind of now understanding why men might feel, men with good intentions might feel uncomfortable calling themselves feminists because I don't feel comfortable calling myself an intersectional feminist because I don't know, I, I'm not educated enough. My intentions are intersectional, but I know that I don't behave that way probably most of the time because of my inherent privilege. Mm-hmm. I, I just had that thought. I was like, oh, no, I, get really, I get why I get why it's great. uncomfortable for some men to say I'm a feminist. I get why they feel like they can't. Yeah. Anyway. But I think that makes you intersectional if you are aware of your privilege. A lot of white people aren't. Yeah. And they defend yeah. it. That's like, what? One. I don't, what, what do I have? I had to work hard. I don't, what do you mean? What, yeah. where's my privilege? I don't, you know, I was like, okay, all right. I, what, what, what can I say? If you, you don't notice, yeah. you're the one white. You know what I mean? Well, what for you, me, that argument too always is like, honestly, I can't make it. It is about you, but also like, it's not even about this generation. It's like, look at what black people had to go through in the previous generations right. versus what white people had to go through. So then look at how, what like, millennial-aged black people look at who they're being raised by. They're being raised by people who were systematically yes. repressed this yes. whole time. So it's like, it's not even, like, you maybe are in your little millennial bubble where you don't think that you're being treated differently, but it's not even necessarily about that with mm-hmm. intersectionality. It's systemic, yeah. It's systemic generations, and it's, yes. Generations, and it's yeah. what this country was built on. Yeah. And, like... The foundation. It's just the people who think that we're equal in this country are just ignorant. It's yeah. just, there's just. And I think yeah, they're threatened. Like they're head. threatened by feminism. They don't want us to be empowered. They 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 feel it's like scary. us realizing our power is taking away their power. You know, yeah. it's like uh, well, that's and that's a. I think that's a very American way to think. Too. Yeah. Like you know, when you're a little kid and you like don't want you want the candy, but you don't want anybody else to have the candy. You know. Mm-hmm. And you think like if somebody else has something better than you, then it. I feel like that now. Something away. I feel like that now. Sometimes, exactly. Yeah, she's on the show. I gotta get on the show. For why? Why? Why gotta get on the show? Because she's gonna be more spotlighted than me. It's like what? Sit down. Well, I think. But I think like when there's a limited, when you know factually that there are a limited number of chairs at the table. Right. Right. And and you want to advocate for yourself and your talent. First, you start to feel that panic. Thank well, you for also that. I, yeah, think, I was like, I feel like that. <laughs> I feel like that all the time. No, oh, yeah. Like yeah. such a jealous bitch. Yeah. Most of the time. No, I think like, jealousy Los Angeles is like puts that in your blood. Yes. Los Angeles puts, as part of living in Los Angeles, yes. I feel. For well, sure. and it's, yeah. I think it's a completely valid thing to feel. But, you know, one of my favorite quotes from Harry Potter <laughs> is when Dumbledore says that we are bigger than our thoughts. And I think so many people forget that in, mm-hmm. in so many situations. Like, it is so valid to feel that way and to fully think about that cognitively right. and want to be on that show. That's so normal and valid and, you know, you should be feeling that way. That means that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. That means that you want to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. But are you going to be active on that thought right. or are you going to be active on a different, healthier thought? Right. You know, yeah. what do you what do you want to be active on? Exactly. I agree. And I think that's where a lot of people, the disconnect of humans is like they just go with their first thought you know yeah i very briefly mentioned this on um another one of our podcasts but i heard this npr report that i just can't stop thinking about that they studied people who live in segregated communities versus people live in more integrated communities they took their blood pressure for 10 years and just blood pressure that was it and your blood pressure is higher is consistently higher you have blood pressure issues consistently if you live in a segregated community versus an integrated community it is inherently more stressful and it's like to not to to not even like it just sits with me it's that's so affecting that is like 
yes, like we living a privileged life, your life is literally different. Yeah, it's 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 different. And like to, to say it isn't seems seems crazy. But like that, the mere fact that it's having a physical effect on people. Yeah. That's the proof that's in the yeah. pudding right there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that just reminds me of, like, if you're trying to keep water separate from something else in the same – this is, like, such a weird analogy, but it's, like, if you're trying to keep, like, water and sand separate from each other in a jar, it's, like, impossible to do. So it's going to be stressful, and you're going to be, like, continuously trying to push them apart, you know, whereas if you just let them live in the ecosystem that they're in and exist how they are Mm – it's just gonna, you know, it's a really weird analogy, yeah. but yeah, yeah, no, no, kind of like regentification. If they didn't raise the prices and price everybody that was living there out, out then right. it would naturally just let them be. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, before we have to wrap up, which I'm sad is already approaching, mm-hmm. um, is there anything that you wish either men or white women or non-feminist identifying persons? Humans. <laughs> Humans. A misconception about feminism that you'd like to clear up or something you wish you wish that those folks would, would know about feminism? It's not about you. <laughs> I, like, I think that's like, yeah. that's always like my gut. When, yeah. when, I'm, when someone says like that they don't understand feminism or they don't like feminism, it's just like, well, it's because it's not for you and it's not about you. I mean, but it is. It, you would benefit yeah. from That's it. That's what I was, was going to say. I was yeah. like, it only can empower you. Yeah, you Man, you'll benefit woman, from whatever it. you identify with, it can only empower you because you're not taking away someone's power, you mm-hmm. know? And with that, you have a better conscience, better character, and you have more power yourself to be like, I can be equal. You know, I can be a person of substance because you're not if you're trying to keep equality away from a certain gender. What the hell? Yeah, and yeah. there's going to be more opportunity too if you, yeah. you, you know, like for everyone. I mean, I think it's it's just, I, I feel it's like right now we're at this point in society where we've been like really just big and prosperous and now it's hard and like, we, we're on the come down from the drug, you know, mm-hmm. like we, we moved to, a, we took over this country. We got rid of all the brown people, enslaved them. We, you know, we're living high, going crazy, doing all the drugs, having the party. And then now we're paying for yeah. that fucking yeah. party and reality's hitting and equality is starting to sort of take over. And people are saying, you know, like I'm a human, not an animal and asking for what they need. And uh, I think that, everything is kind of getting smaller now and we have to like go through this sort of like shallow area. And then once we get out of it, once we go down this like really long hallway, I think it'll be so beautiful on the other side. I I think, I hope, that's my hope. But I just feel like, I feel like right now, politically and society wise, America is kind of in this like really shitty small place of like paying for what this mess that we've created. And we have to put the time in and we have to clean it up. And this, I think feminism is a part of that. Like, we need to start treating people like human beings. Yeah. 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 And if you think, I think historically, too, of, like, what a young country we are and how such, how so few young. years women have had, had yeah. the ability to vote. Yeah. Not very many. Like, it's it's insanity. Like, and people yeah. of color, how, you know, how long they've been able to vote. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like in some ways I've heard, I, I love to read the news. <laughs> I was just telling Angela before you guys walked in about how addicted I get to Twitter late at night and then feel like the world is ending, which is like, I got to stop doing that. But uh, 
But like I did read a think piece at one point that like Donald Trump winning, like we were just like this pot, like we did have like a pot of anger that we were managing to keep the lid on. Yes. And he blew the yes. lid off. Yes, of like exactly. all mm-hmm. our dirty laundry, exactly. the, that dirty soup really came out of that pot and we are like literally cleaning it up and like, yeah. you know, maybe if we didn't realize how divisive a place we live in, we we can't address we can't address or address it full, full on head on and be like we have some work to do. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, <laughs> I mean, we, and that's what like that's what I would ask of anyone out there who isn't identifying as a feminist. I, I you need to educate yourself and like you need to be reading things that make you really uncomfortable and you need to be yes. watching things that make you really exposure. Uncomfortable. Like, everybody True. needs to watch the thirteenth. Like everybody needs to. Watch. I'm re- and I'm reading the new Jim Crow right now the book which is uh the tagline for it is um oh my god I always forget it but it's basically like talking about how we live in a colorblind society quote unquote and how problematic that is for the prison system that we have right now because we just we pretend like it is equal but it statistically literally isn't you know and we we still treat it as an industry yeah the prison system in america is an industry and if if you're not acknowledging that that's also a problem yes it is like huge problem yeah and i think people need to be you know what yeah like i said like reading and watching things that come from and are written by and are performed by people who don't look like you right that's i think it's exposure because even in the south i was privy to you know, it's racism because I'm in the South. That's what I know. It's segregated. But when I came out here and I got more exposure to other whites, it's a whole nother different story. You know, you hear that, you know, like people like you and people like all white people are not the same. I'm like, and you can look in history back in the civil rights movement when they were white people marching. I'm like, now mm-hmm. let me tell you something. I love my white friends, mm-hmm. but had that been me, I don't know if I would have took the brick to the head for you. You know what I mean? So I just can't. You, The more knowledge you have, like you said, the more you read, the more history you know, just the more educated you are about it, the more you're going to be, you know, for feminism. Because I mean, everybody I just is, wish they would Like, think about that. Themselves. Yeah. And, like, think about that hard time that you had in your life and when you were going through that really tough spot. And stop for a second and realize that everybody has had that that time frame in their life. And so for you to just think that, like, black women are lying about how much harder their lives are is ridiculous. Like, it, that's ridiculous. Why, why, why we got the time to do that? Yeah. Just to come up with something. For yeah. you to think that women are lying about getting raped... It's too hard. It's too hard to be lying, making up something. You know, you don't do that. You just you all don't the Bill Cosby that. women aren't lying. You can't make fifty women that don't know each other lie a same lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. We just yeah. For Even, whatever reason, we don't believe women and people of color. We just yeah. don't believe yeah. no, them. We don't. You know, your life is infinitely harder if you come out about a rape. It's like you're gonna be discriminated against getting a job. Like you're gonna you're gonna feel more discrimination by saying this happened to me than. Then it's almost not. worse to say that it happened to you sometimes than it was than the actual experience was. Right. And just right. to hear from people, other you know? women of color say, oh, these women just wanted something just because they want to revere this icon. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, he's not an icon. You know, he's a rapist. Yeah. Do you see? Look at the evidence. He's admitted to giving women drugs so he can have their way with them. It doesn't matter how many. How many he already said he, that's his character. Mm-hmm. So what's so hard for you to believe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and it, and no. Always, he was going to try to buy NBC. They trying to take it away. He, they always want to bring the black pillars. That he's not a pillar. He's not a pillar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it's also it's like he might be a killer. I was just saying. It's like no. with anything. Killer of hope. You know. <laughs> 
It's like with anything. Like, you know, think about when you were a kid and you told that first lie. And it was terrifying. And it was probably really small and you lied and said that you didn't eat that piece of candy. It was, like, so scary to lie. But then you got away with it. And you realize how easy it was. And you realize that you could lie about anything. I mean, it's just, that's the pattern, I think. And, like, so that's the same thing with Bill Cosby. It's, like, the first time he did that was probably, like, he was probably so worried and scared that he was going to get caught. But then he didn't. So then, of course, he kept doing it. Yes. And then it became really easy. Well, and, and like, our president has told us, if you're famous, you can do anything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To a woman. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so then, then he, you know, he probably had a fucking system of how he did it. Yeah, absolutely. It was very systematic. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. When you're not on that feminism train and you're on that lie train, also like a president, it eats away at you and you tweet at three in the morning. Yes. (laughs) You don't sleep because you're. You can't sleep. Yeah. You can't sleep. You can't sleep. Just quit lying to yourselves out there. I like the way you said it. If you're a woman or a person of color, people just don't believe you. (laughs) They don't. They don't believe you. They don't believe you about the stupidest shit. They think that you're lying always. And it's just, it's so. The amount that I have to justify myself. And the amount that I have to like prove my truth is exhausting. I, I, I truly had a sexual harassment case on my last job, but it was so exhausting. I just wanted to leave so and start exhausting. my life. You had a case, why you didn't? You know how I many times I had to write it down, had to go to the a manager, and he was like, well, no, not everything is sexual harassment because I worked a job and they asked me, everybody thought I was gay because I didn't go any. What does that have to do with my sexual harassment, asshole? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you're trying to turn my head around. Like it wasn't sexual. Har- I was like, I just want to leave. I just really just want to move on with my life. So, I mean, it's not always, why didn't they report it? Why didn't, it's, it's the reason. It's exhausting. <laughs> this uh. has been so amazing to talk so freely and openly with other feminists. It's been thebomb.com. Um, I feel like we got pretty heavy, which is also really yeah, cool. Yeah, me too. Really deep. But we like to sometimes end with something goofy because we're real goofballs and just talk about what made our clams dance this week. Something positive, something happy. What? What made you happy? What made your clam dance? <laughs> what made me happy? Oh, our live podcast show and who we booked <gasps> for the headliner. I am so happy. Do we want to say it now? Yeah. Is this how we want to reveal? Yeah, yeah. You can say it. I, I can't say her last name. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to learn how to say her last name. Okay. Uh, we booked Eliza Schlesinger. Schlesinger. Oh, yes. Yay. That's great. For July night. Yeah. yeah. She does have a hard last name to say. Schlesinger. Yeah. Okay, I got yeah. it. You I got, got it. it. Yeah. You got it. She's uh, great. Yeah, July yeah. 9th, 7 p.m. at Nerdist Showroom. Yay. Where we are right Nerd now. Where we are right Come. now. Yeah. Come by, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Well, Thanks yeah. for listening, clams. <laughs> Welcome to the clam bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple of